Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. The other day I was speaking at uh, a conference here in Colorado, and the particular topic I was talking about uh, was hearing the voice of God. And the larger context was simply um, intimacy with God, friendship with God, that there is a conversational, intimate, loving relationship, a friendship that's meant to be really normal. Uh, it's the whole goal of Christianity is coming home to God, living with God. I no longer call you servants, Jesus says. I call you my friends. And then what I was struck by through my conversations with people afterwards was how odd that message sounded to them, how different, how new. And as I was driving home, I just began to get more and more upset, more and more mad, really agitated at what has happened to the church, that these core things that were meant to be normal, available, true, real with God aren't, you know, and and I just began thinking about, I want to talk about a handful of things that uh, we see, we observe, are are really killing the church Uh, because I don't want it to happen. Uh, this isn't finger pointing or blaming. It's let's dismantle this stuff so that we can get back to what we were created and ransomed, redeemed to experience. And, and Craig, you, I mean, just coming back from a trip where you were engaging with several pastors, and mm-hmm. and what was your experience? You know, John, as you're talking. A little story comes comes to mind. When we first moved in our home here, uh, we were having some cable problems uh, with our internet, with our television, and and such. And uh, so we called the the cable provider, and they sent a guy out to work on our cable box, which is in our front side yard. And he drives up, and I'm thinking, all right, the cable guy's here. Go out and talk to him. Well. He pulls up, and there's a couple big bucks just laying in the shade of our side yard. Deer? Yeah, deer. (laughs) And uh, uh, he's the cable guy, but suddenly he wants to know about the deer when they show up, access to the the forest above us. And and for the first half an hour, all he wants to talk to me about is hunting. And I'm going, wait a second. Aren't you the cable guy? Aren't we supposed to be talking about the cable? Now, all that to set up my story with some, yeah, some pastors. Where, where's this going? Well, it may end up on the editing floor is where it's going. But uh, free flow consciousness. I'm getting together with a group of pastors. And uh, we're just talking about the church, Christianity, and in the course of our just our conversation, I hear the hardships some of these men are facing mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. and then in their churches with the, the church government and organization and, and so on and so forth. And and it's 
it's several men talking about, gosh, the hardships they're facing. And these are good men, men who are very astute, have great cultural insight, know the word in and out, and are theologically and relationally just sharp guys. Mm. And I was struck with the thought of, I wonder how they're doing and just their walks with Christ. And it, it felt embarrassing for me, awkward, and almost like I needed to be defensive and ask, simply asking, so guys, where's God in this? And yes. how's your communion with Christ? Yep. Silence. And um, in a couple of cases, the men just kind of lost look in their eyes of, of like they were being reminded of something which where they were very much about may have been a part of their life and was lost. And and I just found myself speaking about something that seems like it's what their lives are meant to be, but it's mm. gone in mm. intimacy, a conversational mm. relationship, mm. Mm. just that, that communing mm. with Christ. Mm. So the little parable was simply pastors who ought to just be exhibiting and knowing the sweetness of communion with Christ. It's Talking about speaking it. Speaking about yeah, that. Showing people how to get there. Are talking about deer hunting and yeah. bucks. And yeah, other things. Yeah. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners get it too. I with you. Well, Craig, it's just tragic. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, so you take the different categories, different places in the church, and you, know, you can kind of go to one sort of uh, subculture in the church, and it's about the power of God, you know, and, and I, amen, I want the power of God, and I want to see the power of God in the world. You know, I want, I want people healed. I, I want, you know, demonstrations of God's power. Um, but, but then that becomes more important than simply intimacy with mm-hmm. God, friendship mm-hmm. with God. And you have people who even experience great power, but you ask them about the intimacy and they don't talk about it, you know, in, in familiar terms, you know, or, you know, go to another sort of subculture of the church and it's, it's very much doctrine, you know, it's, it's correct theology, you know, the sovereignty of God, making sure that your, you know, doctrine is, uh, is correct there. And again, I'm all for that. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yeah, we we do need to have our doctrine straight. But but then again, you ask them about intimacy with God, and they can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. There's a distance, a vagueness, or they start making theological assertions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in fact in a conversation with a group of people that I would describe as in that camp. Um, and uh, one of the women who was sort of helping to kind of lead the conversation said to me, you know, when I come to God, it's, it's with a sense of holiness and reverence. And who am I, O oh Lord, that I should come before thee? And she was literally kind of holding her hands above her head as if to sort of shield herself, I guess, like from the majesty of God or something. And I thought, that sounds so biblical. That sounds so humble and holy and horrifying. Uh-huh. It was horrifying because it was so wrong. You know, I wanted to say, haven't you heard the parable of the prodigal son? The, the 
parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin. That, I mean, God wants you back. He, that bridge has been gulfed, you know, has been crossed. I mean, you know, the, the chasm has been closed so that we can have intimacy. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask her, didn't you know that the curtain was torn in the temple? When Jesus was crucified and that whole view of, oh, there's a holy of holies and, you know, far be it from sinners like us to enter into the presence of God. said, so that's over. Yeah. That's over, yeah. you know. And then there's another subculture that you could look to and it's kind of the social reform group. And, and there's sort of two groups there. There's the conservative and the liberal, you know, uh-huh. social reformers, you know, and one group's really concerned about the poor you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and really important issues, economic justice and, and you know, poverty. And, um, you know, then you have this, maybe the more conservative camp could be described as issues like abortion. And, and all those things are important. Yes. And I have advocated personally on both of those fronts. Uh-huh. But again, you ask them, talk about your intimacy with God. Tell me, what's God been saying to you lately? What's he doing in your life? What's it like to be his friend? Silence. Distance. Longing. Often you see a deep longing there, but they just, you know, we're putting these other things before intimacy with God. As if intimacy is not the goal, you know, it's, it's uh, for some people to enjoy who find it or maybe it's for God's special few or I, I'm not sure how uh, the different kind of camps end up justifying it, uh, but intimacy is the goal. Right. Another circle I'd add, John, and would be kind of that circle of authenticity where we speak very clearly and passionately about uh, the suffering, yeah. the minor themes the of life, struggle. hardness of life. Yeah. And, and when you talk to about God, uh, so often what you hear is the silence of God. Yeah. And uh, God may be involved in something larger, but it's, it's, it's unseen or unknown. He's out there. And, yeah. and it, it's an incredible spirituality but it doesn't seem personal and intimate. Yeah. Something's lost. And the emphasis is all on kind of our personal, emotional or experience. Well, the journey, yeah. right? The journey, the struggle, our humanity. And and look, it's a great camp and yeah. I have a lot of empathy for it. You know, it tends to be sort of a lot of the emergent church and a lot of sort of the Gen X stuff, but and, and there's a desire for honesty. And, yes. and, and I'm going to be really candid about my struggles, you know, and here it all is. I'm just going to put it out there on the table and really respect that. Mm-hmm. But where's the intimacy? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to say very clearly, it's not normal for God to be silent. Mm-hmm. That's not considered normative in Scripture. It's normal to be in communion with God. It's normal to have the intimacy. Yes, yes, yes. Scripture talks about wilderness experiences and that sort of thing. But maybe this is the greatest irony of all because, you know, in in that particular camp, but I've heard it misused in other circles as well, people nowadays quote the phrase, the dark night of the soul, right? Ah, it's the dark night of the soul. 
Okay, here's the irony of that. That is the title of a poem written by St. John of the Cross. And if you would actually uh, go on the internet and look up the poem and read it, it is a rich experience of intimacy with God. The irony of using that phrase, the dark night of the soul, is that he's describing going out one night in the dark to meet Jesus in this sensual, deep, rich, emotional, personal, heart-to-heart intimacy, sort of the embrace of God. (laughs) So what what St. John of the Cross wrote to talk and invite and illustrate and model people to say, look what's available with God. Intimacy is available as in our era, due to ignorance and kind of a turning of the phrase, come to imply silence of God, distance of God. And the tragedy of this, Craig, just coming back to my experience at the conference a couple days ago, talking to people, is that intimacy isn't normal, and it was meant to be. Yeah, It's not something that's extraordinary. It's not something for just the A.W. Tozers or, you know, the St. John of the Crosses or, uh, the super saints or the mm-hmm. mystics, yeah. you know, or, or people that have time mm-hmm. to find God. Intimacy is meant to be normal. You know, Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He, he says in John, my father and I will come to you and we will make our home with you. That's the whole point of the scriptures. It's the whole purpose and intention of the work of Jesus Christ, not social reform, not some uh, holy reverence, not some crusade for for something, not authenticity, not power. Mm -hmm. The purpose is that my Father and I will come to you and we will make our home with you. Or the famous passage in Revelation, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and sup with him, eat with him, and he with me. I mean, the idea there is we will be friends. We will be close. We will share life together. Yeah. And on this whole subject of intimacy, just to let listeners know that we have some written resources, uh, the book Sacred Romance, the book Walking with God would be available on our website, as well as an audio product we have, uh, Developing Conversational Intimacy with God. Those would take this discussion a little further and fuller. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you loved it. We love getting your feedback as well. If you're enjoying these podcasts and would like to leave us a comment, please visit the iTunes store and do so. And by the way, all of our audio resources are now available for purchase through the iTunes store. You can find our resources and our other podcasts by searching for either Ransomed Heart or John Eldridge on the iTunes store. And to find out more about Ransomed Heart, our podcasts, our events, and all of the things that we're offering and doing, come to our website at www.ransomedheart.com.